we'll open our bibles tonight to uh, philippians chapter 4 and the 13th verse i can do all things through him who strengthens me amen let's read that from the uh, amplified version of the bible hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord yes i can do all things through christ who strengthens me yeah and the amplified says i can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose i am self sufficient in christ sufficiency i am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace hallelujah I can do all things through which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose I'm self sufficient in Christ sufficiency I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confidence confident peace hallelujah amen It is said that we are living in a world where the two things are guaranteed. One is the law of gravity. Hallelujah. Whatever you throw up, it comes down. Hallelujah. You jump, you fall down. And the number two things they said is the financial world. It's a reality in the life that we are living. says two things are certain one is your death and other thing is your taxes so it's important to have wisdom to deal with your finances sometimes when we hear the word finances people have so many lies that is connected to that word finances people think that it's not in the scripture but it is far from the truth as a matter of fact jesus spoke about finances more than anybody else so we don't have to feel restless when we hear the word finances as a matter of fact he said you have only two masters either god or mammon so it is very important to understand and to learn about finances to keep the lord always above Now somebody said it's not money that is the root of all evil 1 Timothy 6:6 says the love of money is the root of all evil everybody needs money but if your money is making you more busy so that you don't have time for Jesus then that's not a good money when your money is making you to sin that's not good money when your money is making you to be unfaithful to your spouse that's not good money if your money is creating something in your life that is taking you far from the lord that is not good money if your money is making you to lie that's not good money if your money does not give you time to spend quality time with your children that's not good money but i'm speaking about a money that glorify and magnify the purpose of god over your life hallelujah i'm speaking about a money that is set apart for the glory and it's stewarded well for the glory and for the power of his name other day pastor said if your financial life is not right then everything else will go haywire if your financial life is not right it will affect your family it will affect your future it will affect your peace it will affect your joy it will affect many areas of your life so it is important to study as a matter of fact 
when you learn Luke 11, 11, the Bible says, if you cannot steward the money well, how can I trust you with eternal riches, anointing, grace, calling? If you cannot take care of your money well, if you cannot take care of your mammon, how can I trust you with eternal riches? Earthly mammon. So it is important to steward it well. It is important to understand the God perspective of money. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. As a matter of fact, somebody looked through the Bible and said, Jesus, when he preached, he preached 61% of times on money. Somebody said 45. But let's come to a conclusion. At least more than 50 times, Jesus in the Bible, in the New Testament, alone have spoken about money. When you read through the Bible, Abraham was a businessman. He was not a pastor. He was not a prophet. He was a businessman who served the Lord. Isaac was a businessman, a agriculturist, a farmer who served the Lord. Jacob again, hallelujah, was into animals. He served the Lord. Job had a business, yet he feared God. He served the Lord in his generation. Joseph in the New Testament, Joseph of Arimathea was a disciple and he was rich, the Bible says. He was rich, yet he was a disciple. So Jesus himself spoken about money more than 50%. So if somebody says, oh, pastor is always preaching about money. Just tell them he's like Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what is financial grace? The word charis. We have heard about grace and its influence over our lives in the last uh, six months or more than that. So what is financial grace? The word charis means divine influence of God that comes upon a person that has reflected in his heart and that is released into his environment. I'll say it again. Word carriage means divine influence of God that comes upon a person that has reflected in his heart the way he thinks. That is released to his environment. Hallelujah. We know from the scripture there are different kinds of graces. There is saving grace, grace that has saved you according to Titus 2.11. And then there is Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 says, I am what I am by the grace of God, the grace that has been bestowed upon me. In other words, he's saying, I have not become what I am because of my smartness, but because of the grace of God. Hallelujah. You cannot become what you're supposed to become. Smartness is good, but your smartness cannot help you to reach the length and the depth of what God has for you. It takes the grace of God. Hallelujah. Then we have learned from Galatians chapter 2, grace is tangible. Grace is visible. The Bible says in Galatians 2, when they saw the grace that was upon me, so grace can be recognizable. So is the financial grace. It can be recognizable in somebody's life. You can see it operating in somebody's life. When we speak about financial grace, some people think it's all about getting plenty of money. And that's not what it is. It's not a bad thing to have money it can be one of the facets of being under the financial grace 
but financial grace in itself it's not making a lot of not just about having a lot of money the god gives it to you like i told you in the beginning you have to steward it well it's not about a you know new iphone or having a best uh, 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 cot or a bed in your home it's not about that financial grace in simple terms whether you have it or not you still be a champion for god hallelujah whether you have it or not you still have a champion for god people who have walked in it said pastor i have times in my life where i have plenty there are times in my life that i had lack there are times in my life i could not work for a couple of years but there is absolutely no lack in my life somewhere god has taken care of me somewhere the provision has come somewhere god has made sure that the children are studying in good schools somewhere even if i wear the old clothes it still look nice on me because that's grace that's the force of grace the champion in grace it's the force of grace that is leading you on not the force of money it's a force of grace you're looking good somebody who's looking at you things that you have everything that's grace so financial grace it's not less or more of finances it is the grace to manage any situation in the blessing of god in the wisdom of god in the charisma of god in the power of god hallelujah when you look into the bible it is god who give it to you the power to get wealth in deuteronomy 8:18 so it's the power that comes first in your life before wealth that's the difference people in the world wealth becomes power but people of god it is the power of god that is first and the wealth will submit to that oh that is the difference tonight how many of you getting this tonight in your heart in your spirit tonight let's take one step further in philippians 4:13 we read we know the scripture i can do all things through christ who strengthens me have you gotten this in the amplified version of philippians 4:13 yes i can do all things through him who strengthens me and empowers me yeah full thing yeah. i'm self sufficient in christ sufficiency i'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me an inner strength and confident peace yeah look at the context in which the first scripture of what we have read in philippians 4:19 which says my god shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory but look at the context from where that paul is saying we have to go back to the chapter we have to look through the context if the context is not there you will be conned hallelujah so here is the context he is saying in the amplified i can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose i am self sufficient in christ sufficiency i am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace it means you are okay in all circumstances i can do all things through christ who strengthens me I am okay in all circumstances. In other words, I am doing great no matter what the circumstances are. I am not a slave to the circumstances. I don't need additional support from somebody. It says I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency, not self-made. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am my life is not based upon that auntie in greece 
or auntie in America, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. My sufficiency comes from Christ. He's the source of all that I have. I am not dependent on that somebody. I am not dependent on the loan that I get from that bank. I am not need to beg. I am not dependent upon any person who is in the world. My sufficiency comes from Christ. In that, I am self-sufficient. Wow. Sometimes we hear the word self-made millionaire. Self-made billionaire. That's not self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. That's two different things. Self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency means you're okay by yourself. You don't need an oxygen tank to breathe. You don't need your somebody from some country to help you. When the financial grace come upon your life, all that God has called you to do, you have sufficiency for that. You're not dependent upon them. God might use people, but you're not dependent upon them. Even if they're not there, one way or the other, the grace of God will take you forward. Hallelujah. God has given you a family. Then to take care of the needs of each and every one of the family. How does it come? Your sufficiency is in Christ. To the people, you know, from the moment financial year starts, people are asking for money, money, money. They're begging for money. Messages are coming. One message after another. Why? They don't know the Christ sufficiency. When you tap into this grace, some of you will go into your bank and say, I had taken a 15-year loan, but I'm able to pay it in three years. I have testimonies like that. Hallelujah. I myself have many testimonies like that. God has blessed me so much that I don't need your money. Thank you so much. God bless you. Hallelujah. You're still a champion in all circumstances. Number two, grace equals to strength. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 12 9. 2 Corinthians 12 9. Lord said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Yes, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. It's even financial strength when you're speaking about financial grace. Grace is equal to strength. You got to believe it. You need to speak out. You need to, you need to meditate on it. You need to say it. I have strength through God's grace. I have inner strength. You need to take a hold of it. You need to accept it. You need to, you need to have a conviction of the strength that you have in grace. Don't say that I'm weak. Don't say that I'm less. I'm more. Because of God's grace, God's strength upon, I am more than a conqueror. That is called the enabling grace. The Bible says, the grace that has been bestowed upon me, the enabling grace, you have to thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my financial grace. Hallelujah. Together with the saving and delivering grace, thank you for your supernatural financial grace upon my life. Grace equal to strength. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Anything that is there in the scripture, if it becomes a revelation, that is what brings in any kind of blessing, especially a financial blessing. Next week, I'll share with you, you can pray and pray and pray. 
finances will not come unless and until a word becomes a revelation the finances will stay hidden from you vajanathinte velipadinte agathuna devathinte krubayilulla hallelujah praise the lord sampathiya anugraham irangunathu blessed be the name of the lord pastor said early in his life he used to roll money he used to use credit cards but he said the moment that he got this financial grace is stopped stopped all there's no more rolling no more taking money oralde eduthu adutha aal kodukunu adutha aal eduthu adutha aal kodukunu ee credit card edukunu aa credit card edukku that time is over why the revelation of god's word has come look at the context of that scripture philippians 4:10 philippians 4:10 i rejoice greatly in the lord that now at last you have renewed your concern for me indeed you were concerned about me before but you had no opportunity to show it amen imagine a pastor preaching like me and saying see there are times you take to care of me the moment you say that it will become a big headlines pastor is saying give him money but look at what bible says there are churches who don't take care of their pastors not that pastors need money god will only bless people who blesses the one who feeds their sheep pastors take care of their sheep shepherds take care of their sheep and if you don't honor them back and reciprocate them bless their lives Paul is saying he's saying I rejoice greatly in the Lord now at last you have renewed your concern indeed you are concerned about me but you had no opportunity to show it Philippians church was one of the most successful blessed church joyful church because they were concerned about their pastor It says now you got another opportunity and you are eager to do it. That's what God teaches in Galatians 6:6. Hallelujah. It says share every good thing with the one who teaches you. And then whatever you sow, you will reap. There is a blessing. That is the context from his saying and then he goes on to say verse 11. Verse 11. not that i speak from need for i have learned to be content and self sufficient through christ satisfied to the point where i am not disturbed or uneasy regardless of my circumstances is not that that i speak in respect of want paul is saying i am no, having no want anybody who is walking any man of god woman of god walking in the financial grace will never be in want they will never be dependent upon people's giving so paul is saying not that i am in want i have more even if i don't have i've learned to be in abundance and in a base so he's saying i'm speaking for your sake verse 11 says Now that I speak from my personal need I have learned to be content even if I don't have it I've learned to live a life of content I will not beg I will not borrow Hallelujah Whether you are a young person or an old person you need to learn not to be dependent on anyone else you have sufficiency in Christ Jesus whether covid or not hallelujah dibari gadaga mana sambhori aadana manasya whether your friends or not you need to learn to live in the sufficiency which is in christ paul is saying i've learned that but for your sake i'm saying it Verse 12 says 
If you learn, you will know deep within yourself. He's saying, I know how to live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance in prosperity. Verse 12. Can you read that verse 12? I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret, whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need. I have learned the secret of facing life. In the bracket, it's the amplified version says, I've learned the secret of facing life. You have to know the secret of facing life in the grace of God. The secret of facing life and overtaking, hallelujah, the odds overtaking the opposition is the grace of God. And then he goes on to say, whether it is narrow, straight or broad, I've learned this with this context. Paul says, verse 13, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens me, who empowers me to fulfill his purpose. In other words, if I am in the purpose of God, come on, hallelujah, financial grace is what? As long as you are in the purpose of God, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength and confident peace. There is a strength, there is a peace that will rise within me. This grace function in the purpose of God. Look at Jesus. He had thousand, five thousand people to be fed. There was no way that the little pieces of bread and little fish is going to add to anything. But he says, God said to feed. Anyway, I'm going to feed them. I'm ready for anything. I'm called to feed five thousand. So be it. I'm ready for anything. I'm equal to anything. You have a champion mentality. If God has called me to do that, God has called me to feed 5,000, 10,000. I might have five loaves, two fish, but I'm going to do it by the grace of God. Oh. If God has called me to plant a church, build a land, I'll buy a land. It doesn't matter what I have or I have. Whatever the Lord has told me, I will do it by the power of the Holy Ghost. I will do it by the sufficiency that I have in Christ's sufficiency. I will do it by faith in the Lord Jesus. That's financial grace. So how do we walk in the financial grace? Somebody said the greatest pain is not leg pain or shoulder pain. It's a financial pain. Most of the people on Sundays come and pray for what? Finances. One way or the other it's connected. Some people have less. Some people have more. Some people are getting cheated. Some people have other problems. Everything. One way or the other. Indirect. Financial grace is being connected to God's supply and resources. God's supply and resources. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and say financial grace is connected to God's supply and resources. There are people who are rich, who are financially able because they are smart, because they are hardworking, full of wisdom. Some people by sheer chance. We are not speaking about that. We are speaking about being connected to God and His supply and his resources for God's purpose. There's a vast difference. What is the difference? It says in Mark 8.36, it says, What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, yet should lose his soul? Yet if he loses his soul, what is the use? So if a man is not connected to Christ, get everything that he has, but if he loses his soul, God is saying, what profit it is. So I'm not speaking about making money at the cost of your soul. I'm speaking about 
Hallelujah. Gaining your soul and then the rest of your life and everything that you have is connected to eternal purposes of God. Well, why would you want to have everything money can buy and not enjoy it? There are people who have houses but never lived in it. There are people who have money but have can't eat anything. They have restaurants but they have diabetes. There are people who have the best beds but they can't get sleep. They don't sleep. They have to have sleeping pills to sleep. Speaking about either, I'm speaking about tonight. On the grace connected to God's grace God blesses you and you enjoy that blessing yesterday I think I sent a forward pastor had sent I don't know how many people got it but it's, it's, it's a beautiful truth in that it's it says a satisfied life is better than a stressful life because our success is measured by others but our satisfaction is is measured by our own soul mind and heart a heart at peace gives life to the body but envy rots the bones proverbs 14:30 it's a life without envying it's a life satisfied it's a life that gives peace and life to your body. It's a life that is stable. It's a family that is well lived. It's a children that is well raised. Like Joshua said, as for me and my family shall serve the Lord. It's a church that is preparing for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not to live positions and places. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Psalm 24, 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and that they dwell in. Haggai chapter 2, verses 6 to 9. We know the, yeah. The silver is mine ah. and the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. Yeah, the silver is mine, gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. You're being connected to God's resources. Earth is the Lord and all is fullness. Gold is mine. Silver is mine. Not yours. It's His. But we have to connect it to God's resources. So how do you tap into this grace? Number one, put God first in life. Everybody say, put God first in life. We know the scripture, Matthew 6. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. What does it mean to put God first? It means that God is more important to you than any person or anything. God gives us things, but Jesus is more important than any person or anything. Even when you get up, first thing that you need to learn to cultivate is to be, even before you eat break, breakfast, first eat the heavenly manna. There's a God first. At least read one scripture. God first. Let your spiritual stomach be fed first. Don't touch food before getting your spiritual food. Hallelujah. Before you say hi to your husband, wife or Facebook friend, say hi to Jesus. Good morning, Jesus. Putting God first. Number two. Know God's will for your finances and resources. How many of you parents want your children to struggle? You don't want it. Do you think God wants you to struggle in your finances? Doesn't. All that we need to know is God's will. Take out. Galatians 4.2, I think it says, what difference does it make you know I just read it you know last week I was sharing it and I just felt it to, 
to, to this coming into my heart and I just share it again Galatians chapter 4 it says verse 1 it says I say to you that the hair as long as is a child does not differ at all from a slave though he's a master of all though he's a master of all but as long as he's in his diaper he's a child he's a babe he's not skilled in the word of righteousness he's still a babe He's in his diaper. Just imagine. God wants you to have your inheritance. He cannot trust you with his inheritance. As long as you are a babe. It's yours. Yes. God has given you. Yes. But he says there is no difference between a servant or a child. Because both are not responsible people. So he cannot trust you. He can only trust you with the maturity that you show through the word. So many of you are in spiritual diapers. You're not skilled. All that we used to you say, I'm the righteousness of God is to get up from our sin. But God does not want you to only be in the diaper mode. Only want to use exercise the righteousness of God to get out of a sin. He wants to reign in life. God's grace, God's righteousness according to Romans 5, Romans 6, speaking about reigning in life. Let's Let's read it sometimes, you know, just one couple of scriptures. It's always good to read it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I think it's verse 17. It says, for by one man's offense, death reigned through the one. Speaking about Adam. Much more through, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. So it is to reign in life, reign in finances. But you cannot be a child. Look at somebody and say, get out of your diapers. <laughs> Hallelujah. God wants you to bless it. Just imagine your plight that you have to stress to pay your child's tuition fees. He's got the whole world in his hands. God does not want you to beg for food just like your parents do not want you to beg for food. Believers have not really trusted that God will take care of it. They are even dependent on the job, their education to take care of them. God is still not their resource. Open your mouth and say, my sufficiency is in Christ. It says, if you evil fathers know how to give good things to his children, how much more the Father in heaven will give Holy Spirit and all that which you ask. All the good things. You heard the other day, Pastor saying, sixth month, oh, hallelujah, angel of the Lord came to Mary with good tidings in the sixth month of June. May you have good tidings, good news about your finances over your life. May there be angelic visitations, angelic help, angelic ministry released over your finances. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. At your command. You have to command them to bring your finances into your table. No, it's God's will to provide for you. Let's read a few scriptures to enlarge your faith. Psalms 37, 25 and 26. I have been young and now I'm old, yet have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Nor his seed begging bread. Verse 26. He is ever merciful and learned and his seed is blessed he's ever merciful and lendeth and his seed is ever blessed said i am ever blessed his seed is blessed hallelujah job 36 11. if they obey and serve him they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure if they obey and serve him they'll spend their days not day days in prosperity and not year years in pleasure Go to Psalm 25, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor of my righteous cause ye. Uh, let them say continually, let the God of magnified 
which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant let them continually say let the lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of the servants of god when you are serving the lord when you are magnifying the lord when you are lifting up the name of jesus when you are putting him first he delights it's god's delight that you prosper hallelujah so have the mindset that my god will take care of me jehovah jaira my provider every time a bill every time a situation financial situation come no have this mind of that my god will take care of me he is able to do exceedingly abundantly hallelujah it is said what does not cross your mind will never cross your life you need to think first because before it become a reality you have to see in your mind first that's why ephesians 3:20 amplified says he is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than he can ask think imagine dream because of the power that is working within your life you have to first imagine think dream and then bible says god is able to do much more than that it has to cross your mind before it cross over your life number 3 financial grace begins to flow when you possess kingdom vision if god empowers you with this grace then what will be for that empowerment for psalms 132 1 to 5 lord remember david and all his afflictions how he swore unto the lord and vowed unto the mighty god of jacob surely i will not come into the tabernacle of your house nor go up into my bed i will not give sleep to mine eyes or slumber to mine eyelids until i found out a place for the lord and habitation for the mighty god of jacob until i find a place for the lord and a habitation for the mighty god of jacob until i find a place a kingdom vision to build a sanctuary for god a dwelling place he is only thinking about how i can be of use to build the kingdom even when god said because there are so much blood in your hands you will not build the house your son will build it the bible says david did not get upset he said i have to be of some use so he he prepared all the timber all the wood all the gold hallelujah so that he can son can build it look at that heart of that man in today's words what can i do for the lord's work for the gospel for his church for his kingdom look at psalm 122 verse 9 for the sake of the house of the lord our god i pray for your prosperity hallelujah some of us need to get into that mindset for the sake of the house of the lord i pray for your prosperity if i prosper the house of god will prosper i pray that kind of anointing to come upon your life upon your family upon your generations that prosperity that is connected to god's purpose god's plan god's direction in the name of jesus kingdom vision will become bring kingdom provision provisions that set up the kingdom of god the pastor was saying that he has seen one thing that people who are walking in the financial grace that he recognize about them is they want to exist as a blessing open your mouth and say lord i let me exist as a blessing because the bible says in genesis chapter 12 says i will bless you and will make you a blessing it's the abrahamic covenant when god told abraham i will make you a blessing they want to exist as a blessing they want to exist as a blessing to people around them to the poor to the missionaries to the work of god to the church john c rockefeller his mother taught him tithing he continued tithing till he died till his last breath and it is said that once he gave 140 million dollars into a church where the church was building a university 
so somebody asked him how can you give so much to the church when he replied god gave the money and i'm only giving it back to him people who are blessed by the lord have this mentality that it is i am only giving back to god what is given to me and these are the ones who enjoy the grace overflowing to their lives if you think that you have made it by your own that's a self image it's proud it's arrogant if you have that mentality god was not there to help they have hold on to that money and never enjoy anything god has for them who are you blessing who are you feeding other than your wife and your children some people say i don't have plenty to start you can start with what you have hallelujah look at acts 20 and 35th verse acts i have 20. shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of the lord jesus that he said it is more blessed to give than to receive it is more blessed to give than to receive to corinthians 969 but this i say he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sow bountifully bount bountifully will also reap bountifully so let each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity for god loves a cheerful giver and god is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work as it is written he has dispersed abroad he has given to the poor his righteousness endures forever amen amen hallelujah god is able to make all grace abound towards you when you sow with a cheerful heart not out of grudgingly necessity out of compulsion but having understood from the word on the financial grace and accordingly to the grace you have understood you release it god releases it back you will in abundance for every good work he's dispersed abroad is given to the poor his righteousness endureth forever your relevance will never go down your relevance of your generation will never go down you'll be always be relevant your righteousness endureth forever people who always remember you and your family and your generations for the work of righteousness hallelujah forever prayer for money is a waste of time when in your life giving it's not in place prayer of for money is a waste of time when your giving is not in place when your life giving giving attitude is not in place he who so sparingly will reap sparingly eighth chapter of genesis says as long as earth remains seed time and harvest shall continue if you are a seed sower thank you lift your hands and say lord i pray to trigger my god given harvest upon my life in the name of jesus may it be so in the name of jesus tonight let there be a supernatural harvest that is triggered over you and your your generations and of your family in the blood name of jesus he should be adhikarath in the naamathe prarthikina pidave Hallelujah. Ask for God's grace tonight so that your life will be aligned with God's purpose purposes with a clear cut with a pure heart having a desire. How do I access observe the law of diligence the dignity of labor. In other words to be lazy or slack is to be in lack to be on slack is to be in lack. Let's look at few scriptures Proverbs 10:4. 
he who has a slack hand becomes poor but the hand of the diligent makes rich madiraya onnum kaanathilla yes next verse the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing but the soul of the diligent shall be rich ah proverbs 11:16 the righteousness of the upright will deliver them but the unfaithful will be caught by their lust yeah workful men energetic men not lazy not sleeping till 12 o'clock just praying in tongues will not help you hallelujah get up early pray in tongues at least for an hour but go out and work while you are working you can still pray in tongues but lazy man will not make it if work doesn't meet you pastor said you go and meet your work don't say that i don't have a job and sit at home hallelujah once a man who went for a job and they said they're looking for somebody with experience so we can hire you you don't seem to have the experience this man responded sir don't give me salary i'll work for you for one year so that i will have experience he was not looking for an excuse to go back and sit at home he said i'll work them for a year without salary and gain the experience and they, if they find him as a good labor or worker then recruit him those are the kind of mindsets attitudes that god will bless god works 6 days rested on the 7th day today people will rest for 6 days work for one day that doesn't happen people have theology and knowledge about financial finances but they just lazing around wasting time and say man of all money come to the don't happen all that will happen is your wife will come with a broom <laughs> to Thessalonians 3 10 says he who does not work should not eat another place it says if you cannot feed your own wife your own children you're worse than an infidel worse than an unbeliever tonight every spit of laziness halaba kashi kalabarazia ora bakana sikeria every slothfulness every tiredness every laziness in your heart your mind your body command it to be bound to be broken in the name of jesus may you be let hallelujah ora bana sikoromotion teni menesio let there be an anointing of health and energy to do what god has called you to redeeming the time yo baraba shin teni me given to the hands of god tonight i rebuke that break that spirit of laziness ora bekenio zumborian emazia eshikale bero ിംഗ് God will bless the work of your labor. You have to work hard. Hallelujah. Last one. Last couple of one. Last second last. People who enjoy financial grace are the people who have financial integrity and people who maintain that integrity. Financial integrity. Job 1:1 says, Job was righteous, a man of integrity, a devout man of god fearing man and he was exceedingly rich god's testimony he was integrity avan kallam paranju aalkare pattichu nona paranju onnu alla paisa undaaki today people have no shame they look at men of god on their eyes devadasamarane mothu nokki kallam parayna vidwanmare enik ariya chaba yan kannadaki thave help them lord your children will never blessed 
Proverbs 27 says, the righteous, can you read Proverbs 27? The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. His children are blessed after them. If you, if you are always lying and if always cheating people, your children are not going to be blessed after you. Integrity is not a minus but a plus. Integrity is not a disadvantage but an advantage. Don't be crooked and expect to see God's blessing. Faith is living without scheming. Look at somebody and say, faith is living without scheming. Hallelujah. Warren Bush used to say, don't get into anything fraudulent. Don't have any double dealings. Don't inflate the figures and expect God to bless you. That's the system of the world. You cannot expect to do things the world does and expect God to bless you with his financial grace. Don't declare your age to get wrongly. Don't declare your age, you know, wrongly to get the job. I've known people who have, you know, done that. I know people who have married with a wrong age. <laughs> Don't ask for a bribe to help somebody. Don't lie with a man or a woman to get a promotion. Don't speak a lie and expect the God of truth to take care of you. Don't fake it. Open your mouth and say, don't fake it. There are two words, godly rich and filthy rich. I'm speaking about being godly rich, not filthy rich. Not rich with the filth of the world, but rich through the grace of God. Don't sell your body to get that promotion. Don't morally compromise to get the deal done. Financial integrity. Do everything clear. Don't give false balances. Then only your children will get blessed. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and say, I declare that my children are going to get blessed after me in Jesus' name. Amen. Lastly, financial grace abounds upon people who have an attitude of gratitude. You heard this many things, times on Thanksgiving. A permanent complainer, grumbler, murmurer can never expect multiplication or a blessing financially. Jesus took the fish and the loaves of bread. He lifted his eyes to the heaven in the wilderness and thanked the Lord. And God began to multiply it, multiply it, multiply it, multiply it. And there was 12 baskets left over. Tonight I declare this month of June, let there be 12 baskets left over. Oh, somebody receive it tonight in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Let this be a leftover month for the purpose and plan for the glory of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Over oh, somebody is taking it tonight and declare it full in the name of the Lord. Oh, I take it in the name of the Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. There are people who get their salary and say, what is this? How will I get the end of the month with this? Don't thank the Lord. The potential of the money dies right there when you complain. When you get your salary, say, thank you, Jesus, you provided for me. Then the appraisal will come. Then the yoke over the finances shall be broken. Somebody's yoke, hallelujah. Praise God of lack of thanksgiving. That yoke over your finances tonight, I command to be bound, to be broken. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your finances. Put your hand on your salary. Thank the Lord. And God will break that yoke over your finances tonight. In Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Clap your hands and say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you glory. May the yoke over the finances to be broken in the name of the Lord because of the anointing oil tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Imagine you need 10,000 rupees but only 100 rupees come to you. What do you say? Heart is this. And the money will 
lose its potential to be a blessing. When you say thank you, Jesus, it multiplies. It multiplies. Somebody said appreciation is the application for more. When you appreciate, more comes. You give out an application when you thank the Lord for the little thing. Application for more. And the Father in heaven says, it's good. Sanction you there. Everything needs to be sanctioned, will be sanctioned by the Father. Because He loves that attitude. And lastly, you come out of financial bondage, being under the prophetic covering. 2 Chronicles 2020. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in His prophets and you shall prosper. Believe in His prophets and you shall prosper. Believe in the Lord your God will be established. Believe in the prophets, you shall prosper. Come under the prophetic covering. Come under the mantle of your man of God. Then what we started, to that church, that kind of church, God said, through Apostle Paul, my God, my God, Paul's God, shall supply all your need. How? Not according to your need, according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. A Shekinah glory will be around you. The doxa glory, the goodness of God, you know he's a good God, will be upon you. Hallelujah. And it shall be your defense. God bless you. Let's close our eyes in prayer.